Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Sue, a visual artist. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks so much for joining us. On the path, which is the name for our personal witchcraft practices, we've spent a great deal of time discussing what we believe and why. These conversations led to the writing of a book full of information about our tradition. We call these thoughts kernels because they are the start of much bigger ideas. We thought we'd share some of these with you, so Today's metaphysical kernel of thought is, what is a young crone? According to the dictionary, a crone is defined as a cruel or ugly old woman. Historically, older people were respected in their cultures because of their accumulated wisdom and knowledge gained through life experiences. However, modern society doesn't value older people like it did in the past for several reasons. First, there seems to be an obsession with remaining young and beautiful as long as possible, which is encouraged by television, movies, and social media. Crones have also gained a reputation as evil witches. Consider Disney Snow White, where the crone, read witch here, made sure that she got that poisoned apple. Many modern witches and pagans work with a triplicity they learn the terms the maiden, mother, and crone. Some relate this to their personal concept of a goddess, while others use it to describe the various phases of the moon. While we do not believe in these in our own practice, we have chosen to work with what we consider a crone form of energy because it matches who and where we are on the path. We on the path consider ourselves young crones and are working to reclaim the word to represent something positive for ourselves and our lives because we have each been practicing around 20 years. We are still young in heart, mind, and spirit, even though we haven't been 20-somethings for quite some time. We choose to define a crone as someone who has gained much experience in some area of spiritual practice or life itself. This means we don't believe that being a crone means you have to be a certain older age, but what makes a person a crone is having spent the time and effort to learn and become somewhat of an expert in a particular area. Okay, you and I are crones. Let's get that out of the way first if you think about it in terms of the traditional definition. We're not 20-somethings. We're not even 30 or 40-somethings if we (laughs) truly do it. And so we have certain limitations health-wise, physical-wise, that may restrict some of our movement. We don't dance naked around the bonfire anymore. (laughs) No, we don't, especially now in the winter. No, but even in the summer. I know. Let's be honest, we have been known to pull out the sacred flashlight when we're outside because it's a little difficult to read the small print by candlelight. You know, I mean, we... Oh, yes. I think that's one of the big negatives associated with the word crone 
because it's seen as a little old lady who's all bent over and can't do shit anymore. Well, it's it's seen specifically from an age format and not from anything else. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care that we have to print our rituals in large type. <laughs> no. Exactly. It's all about adapting. You work yes. with what you got. You know, I know some 20-somethings who have debilitating physical things so that you have to change what how you may practice your craft physically but mentally and spiritually we're just as alive and vital if not more so the older we get i think because we're more patient in some ways well and there are those 20 somethings that we meet you know 20 30 that have put in enough time and their own effort and have really gained that knowledge because croneship is the acceptance of the information that you have gleaned and used. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a wealth of practice and experience in a particular yes. area. And I think that's where you and I kind of coined the phrase, a young crone. Yes. Because, in order to do what we do, we have to stay, for want of a better word, young at heart and mind and spirit and being willing to accept new ideas. Older people who are not willing to do that are the ones who might be get the negative connotation of the idea of crone because you get limited. And if you refuse to limit yourself in those ways that I don't know it all. And I'm going to seek out somebody who is an expert in a particular area of something. Right. Well, you're right. That that knowledge and experience doesn't end at a certain time. You know, anybody can get stuck in a rut. But being able to make that um, declaration that, yes, I'm open. I want to learn. I want to keep changing. I want to keep growing. And that's the young crone part. Well, I think that's part of it. And then the other piece is we don't place a limit on you're too young to be so good at something. (laughs) True. That's the other part about being a young crone. It acknowledges that there are people much younger than us who know vastly more about certain areas of practice than we ever will. Because that's been their own focus and they were driven in a way to find it. So they are the experts. They are the crones. And I like what we wrote in terms of reclaiming the word. I blame Disney for a lot of this. I really do. I mean, his evil people in Cinderella and Snow White and all those fairy tales were always these ugly crone-like figures. Yes. You know. It's like this. It's like the Wizard of Oz, where the evil witches were all green, <laughs> you know. Or you have to be green to be a witch, or something equally good. I had a grandchild who firmly told me that when she was much younger, that I couldn't be a witch because I wasn't green. Literally, you know. So yeah, exactly. People get these stereotype ideas from that. And I also kind of resent those who practice in terms of it's a triplicity maiden mother crone. And you have, as a woman, or anyone who identifies 
as being female regardless, you have to be at a certain life stage. And if you're not there emotionally or mentally based on age, I mean, who says that at a certain age you're supposed to be a mother? Well, my uterus doesn't get to decide where I am on my spiritual path. Exactly. <laughs> well, and also someone, I'm someone who has not had children in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Although there are many ways in which that mothering instinct has come out in my life, but it's not how I define myself in any terms. Exactly. And who says mothering and those caretaker instincts, as it were, are strictly a feminine trait? Exactly. I have known some great caretakers over the years who were probably more filled with testosterone than anything else. (laughs) You know, so that we try not to limit. I know over the years there was some connotation too where they tried to define the different stages of a life of a man in the terms of that mage, mother, and crone, and they made the crone a sage. Now, If you look at the traditional definition of a sage, of sage, other than the herb, <laughs> which everybody has at least a vague acquaintance with that definition, it basically means the accumulated wisdom and the ability to make sound judgments. Okay. Within the pagan community, if an elderly, more old person, older person, how's that, is considered a crone as a woman, with, okay, now you're all dried up in a husk, kind of. But right. a guy gets to be called a sage, where he's full of wisdom and sound judgment. Where does, where does in the job description of a crone, does not say we hopefully haven't accumulated some sound judgment. Sometimes. Yeah. Didn't say all the time. Well, for a lot of history, women have been defined by their reproductive role and that was it and and so sad to think that people women still define themselves that way that when they hit menopause or whatever they feel that their their life is over that they can't have children anymore i mean i know it's an, an, an emotional thing and it's a stage of life but we've we put those terms have much more power than they need to in certain areas. Well, And it's sexist. Well, sure it is. And hopefully we're outgrowing that. Oh, I hope so. I think that's why you and I look at things differently sometimes is we refuse to be limited by sexism, ageism, any other isms out there. And personally, I don't care how you define yourself. As long as you're happy in your relationship with yourself and others and you're not going around acting like an asshat and deliberately hurting people. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I think sometimes you and I, one of the reasons we have always connected so well is that we have worked, we seem to have missed some of those biases when they were handed out. Or mm-hmm. we looked at them and the way we were raised and they're like, no. 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 Yeah. You and I both will take something and say, well, says who? 
pretty much. You know? And I think that's the perfect definition of a young crone. Mm-hmm. Says who made you the ultimate, you name it, authority figure about this, the ultimate source of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And the only one that can say that is you. Well, one would hope so. Yeah. And I have to tell you that since we first started our business, the reaction that I've gotten from people when I tell them, yes, my my BFF and I started a business that's called Two Young Crones. I get the most positive response from everybody, male, female, no matter what age, unless they're young enough that they don't really understand what a crone is, even in our society and our definition. It's just been a very positive and um, conversation starting uh, opportunity. I agree. And I, and I think, like I said, if we define a crone as an expert in something, mm-hmm. okay, some area of life, that doesn't necessarily have to be witchcraft related either. You know, some area where you have knowledge and expertise, then you are a crone because you have that knowledge and expertise. You know, I would put it even further. You don't even necessarily have to have it. You have to desire it. And be working on it. Yes, I'm working on being a young crone. Well, desire without action doesn't get you anywhere. We all have desires where, I don't know, I desire to be 50 pounds lighter, but unless I change my eating habits or start walking more or doing all the things that I know will allow me to lose 50 pounds, I can desire all I want, but nothing's going to change. I'm not going to become an expert on taking care of myself more, which I guess is a good example. You know, um, there's just some things you just can't do. No. And that's okay today too. I think part of being a crone is, is when you have wisdom and expertise in some areas, you recognize there's things you can't change. Right. And that you need outside help if you want to learn about things. I am not the ultimate teacher, and I'm also not the ultimate learner. There are times when I can try to learn something by myself and try and try as I might. I'm just not going to get the hang of it. And I need to seek out somebody who's an expert who can teach me in a way that makes sense to me. And there may be things I will not, and I also have to accept part of being a crone and accepting your own limitations is recognizing there are things I am never going to be an expert in, Mm -hmm. or there are things I want to learn about that I just won't get to. Right. You know, when, when I was like 10 and I was already five, seven, I knew I was not going to ever be a ballerina or a jockey. (laughs) You know, it just wasn't in the cards for me. Yeah, no, I get it because I am never going to be 5'7". I'm never going to play basketball or reach things from the top shelf of the cabinets in any house I've ever looked at without a step stool or somebody tall. Like, get that for me, you know. Yell for a grandchild. Somebody's put this on the top shelf. I need it. Get it down. You know. Oh. And I think another best part about being a young crone is 
that accepting piece of there are things that I'm never going to get to. I'm never going to be able to do. And that's okay. I have expertise over here. And my expertise in this area can blend with your expertise in this area. Mm-hmm. And we can find a way to use both of those pieces to learn about new stuff. Absolutely. And that's the, the new stuff is unlimited. That there, there is no end in sight to the things that we want to learn about and grow and, you know, experience. We think so. And that and mindset our, is that young crone mindset. Exactly. I think that's one of the best definitions I've heard is the willingness to want to learn something. It all has to start with that desire. And then you figure out how to make it happen based on your own personal limitations or lack of knowledge and experience in something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good way to wind that up. A young crone has nothing to do with age, but experience. And a certain amount of eccentricity (laughs) has to come into play because we're not exactly on the leading edge of cultural, cultural significance, I guess is a good word, as it's currently defined. So with that being said, we'll move on to other things. Which stones are a divination tool we created as part of our practice that deals with what we call concrete stones, specific types and kinds of energy, and conceptual stones, things and ideas about witchcraft, which can be read with either a seen or an unseen meaning. Recently, we have developed a set of oracle cards using this information. We would like to introduce you to one of these stones right now. In today's spotlight, we'll be looking at the witch stone West. Concrete stones focus on a specific physical energy rather than a concept. And the first four concrete stones are the four cardinal directions. The witch stone West displays a pictograph of the capital letter W in the color gray. For those of us who walk the path, which is what we call our spiritual practice, each direction is associated with the time of day and the color that represents it. West is twilight, that transition time from day to night, which is symbolized by the color gray. Each direction is also associated with one of the four physical elements of the craft. West is linked with water and its energy. Water energy correspondences include cleansing and blessings, rhythms and sensitivity, emotions and understanding. For those on the path, we also associate it with the concept of witch blood, which is what is awakened as we grow in our personal practice. The twilight is seen as a betwixt and between time, that place where boundaries are blurred, allowing easier passage between the worlds, which may be why water energy also acts as a way to generate connections between us and the genus Loci, the old gods, and the ancestors. After all, cultures have long claimed that souls move towards the West at death, or at times of transformational change. The scene energy for the West Stone in a reading is water energy, 
our emotions, and intuition. Learning about water energy makes the other two meanings clearer. When emotions show up in a reading, it lets you know that you are managing them well in this time. Learning to experience our emotions fully and recognizing their cause and benefits is a skill that we as practitioners need to develop. Intuition is a small, quiet voice inside, which often expresses itself as an emotion to get our attention. Intuition is knowing something without consciously being aware of how you came to know that you know. When intuition shows up, it is telling you to listen to yourself because you already know the answer. The unseen energy for the West Stone in a reading is water energy, confused emotions, and numbness. Water energy is always present and what changes may be your perception of it. Confused emotions show up when you are experiencing feelings that are all over the place. When you cannot seem to grasp exactly what it is you are feeling. There often seems to be no reason for these jumbled emotions and it's important to sit with self to figure out what is happening and why. Numbness is often experienced when your intuition becomes blocked for a number of different reasons, which can include not taking care of yourself, refusing to listen to it, and emotional overload when feeling shut down, or when you allow others to discount, discount what you feel. It's important to take a step back and not allow this state to continue, but to work to overcome whatever is causing the blockages. Before we go, we'd like to present you with a tip or trick or witchy hint. Just something to make your day go better because we live in a mixture of the magical and the mundane. Today I have a witchy tip for you about what I like to call magical convertibles. Not in the sense of an awesome sports car, but rather repurposing mundane objects into magical spell components and ideas for future workings. Think about it this way. Next time you go to the grocery store, before walking in, try putting on an invisible pair of witchy colored glasses. Try to see everything with fresh eyes from the perspective of, how could I use this magically? You can even ask the item specifically You'll be surprised how helpful they can be. My most recent experience with this was my last visit to Home Depot, a hardware and home improvement store. I had already picked up what I needed, so I put on my witchy colored glasses and started just looking around. The first thing that caught my eye was an entire display of all different size and shapes of padlocks from huge five-pound bruisers down to the cutest little one the size of my thumbnail. Some had combinations, numbers are awesome to use in spells, and some had keys. My mind started spinning with possibilities. What if you got a situation that needs to be confined or held in check for a period of time? 
perfect. What if you have a spell that needs an incubation period? You can set the combination to a specific date and then not open the spell until then. A little box with your spell components, with a small chain around it perhaps. The possibilities are endless. Have fun and be creative. P.S. What about charging the paint for your new project with the kind of energy you want to promote in that space? So share your stories with us. We'd love to hear about your experiences with magical convertibles. Well, it looks like the coffee cups are empty for this week. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, but you can find us at our website, twoyoungcrones.com. That's the number two, young crones, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, and our Twitter handle is at twoyoungcrones. Check out our merch at our Teespring store. We also have a Patreon account called the Young Crones Cafe, where you can support the podcast if you enjoy our efforts. Until then, remember, we are witches who work with energies to affect change. We are believers in both imminent and transcendent divine. We are celebrants of the passage of the solar and lunar cycles. We are hedgewalkers who pass back and forth between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. We are seekers of knowledge. We are walkers of a spiritual tradition we call the path. So mote it be.